It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now on today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show on TogiNet Radio. It is Thankful Thursday, and that's why you hear us here. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and today's topic is about uh, how to manage your business. And um, now I'm in no way a, uh, I wouldn't like to say I'm an expert. I have uh, expert moments, expertise moments in business, but by far I'm not an expert and I glean from the best of the best. Uh, I look up to my mentors far away or people like uh, Oprah, Tony Robbins, uh, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, people of those uh, of that statue. So um, this is coming from a place of gleaning from them. Also, I uh, do a lot of research and some of my research material includes magazines such as Forbes, um, Inc., uh, Entrepreneur, Success Magazine, uh, Business Weekly, things of that nature, Blooming, Bloomberg's. Uh, so uh, I glean different things from those uh, aspects and then I put them into um, a compilation, if you want, of events that have taken place uh, in my business or events that I've seen in other people's business. And then I put it into a format where I can tell all my listeners. So those are the different places that if you'd like to check out those different um, places where I glean from, then feel free to do so. And that's where a lot of uh, what I um, talk about on the show comes from, uh, just so you'll know. But what I wanted to talk about today is uh, one of the first things on how to manage your business is identifying and selling more to your most valuable customers. Those are the people that, wouldn't you say, keep businesses in business <laughs> all around the world. So um, being in a position to focus on your most valuable customers might sound like a luxury, after all, many small businesses are grateful for customers of any kind. But every business finds that some customers are more valuable than others. This can be for a range of reasons, from the size of their purchases to the relative ease of managing their account. Successful businesses are generally those that identify these customers build relationships with them, and work to bring in new customers with a similar profile. Uh, this guide outlines that I'm going to talk about today uh, how to identify which of your customers are the most valuable to you and your business. It also provides tips on selling more to them and attracting new high-value customers. And 
the benefits I have here scribbled uh, of understanding your customers are some of the following. Uh, understanding your customers helps you to sell more. The more you know about them and their needs, the easier it is to identify opportunities to sell them new products and target them with appropriate offers. Profiling existing customers also makes it easier to find new ones. You can look for similar prospects and sell to them in a similar way. However, you must make sure that you comply with data protection regulations for any personal information on existing and potential customers that you collect, keep, and use. There are specific rules for e-commerce. You can use the information you have on customers to improve efficiency. Keeping a central record of customer details and sales reduces errors and speeds up transactions. You can also improve customer service. Better access to information helps you deal with customers more quickly. You can tailor product offerings and provide personalized treatment. The right information makes it easier to identify and resolve any problems. Finally, understanding your customers helps your planning. You can predict what they will buy and estimate how much stock you need. Linking customer management to purchasing can dramatically improve profitability. Um, and then you also have to learn uh, about your customers. Uh, your customers are a valuable source of information, so you should aim to collect data that lets you identify your customers and how they behave. This will vary depending on your customer profile. If you sell to individual consumers, you might want to know about their age, gender, income, and so on. For businesses, you might want to know what industry they operate in and their size. You should also try to find out what they think about you and your products and services. For example, learn what they like and dislike and why they chose to use you in the first place. If you have just a few important customers, it's worth getting detailed feedback from them. Companies that sell to individual consumers sometimes use customer surveys. If you sell online, you can use your website to capture some information automatically. Of course, as well as collecting the information, you need to store it. The most effective way is to use a central database. However, you must make sure that you comply with data protection regulations for any personal information on existing and potential customers that you collect, keep, and use. There are specific rules for e-commerce. I cannot stress that enough. I know I said that earlier. And also, uh, I wanted to add uh, a few things uh, to that. Well, I'll get into it in the next uh, uh, section that we get into as far as um, analyzing your customers. But if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Lisa Lewis Show here on Tokinet Radio. And I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And today's topic is how to manage your business. And thus far, we have went over um, uh, how to identify and sell more to your most valuable customers, the benefits of understanding your customers, and then learn about your customers. And so the next section we'll talk about is make customer information available. 
Making customer information available to employees can make them more productive. For example, you could give sales staff access to financial systems so that they can check orders and payments. You need to decide what information different employees might need and how to make it available to them. Technology can help. For example, you can share correspondence and other information on your computer network. Using caller recognition, staff can view an incoming caller's details and purchasing history before even answering the phone. Integrated IT systems help different parts of your business to share what they know. It's important for information to be accurate. It's a good idea to update records regularly, taking care to delete duplicate on entries. You could also consider giving customers online access so that they can update their own details themselves. You must ensure that any confidential or important information is protected against misuse or accidental deletion. Remember, you must comp also comply with data protection rules for any personal information on existing and potential customers you collect, keep, and use. This may affect your IT systems and which staff has access to the information. But would you not agree that it's important that everybody on the team, uh, I'm sure, has been vetted and, um, and, and uh, has security clearance for the most sensitive of sensitive information that you may gather from your, your customers or your, your existing customers or your potential customers. So um, either way, you, you know, you know that you must have a safe storing system as well as IT and then a security database that is in place to um, protect everybody's uh, sensitive information. Because, of course, you're only as good as the functions and the systems that you have in place and also the team that you have on board to help you run your business. And, you know, I just love being an entrepreneur and, um, you know, I was in corporate America and when I was in corporate America, I love doing that too. So everybody plays a part in this e-commerce and this, you know, in the world. So, um, I don't mean to, uh, if, when I talk about entrepreneurship, I'm just so happy to be an entrepreneur, but I still, however, I still respect everybody else who, um, you know, is in a position of working, whether it's for yourself or for somebody else, because it takes the whole uh, team to make the dream work of uh, e-commerce in America and around the world, actually. So that is a great thing. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with me, please do so. My direct line is 210-240-8845. Also, I love to get your positive feedback. Keep it coming. And you can email me anytime to at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. Also, uh, we have our website up and running, so you can also go over there and see all of the latest events. So today was the day that we um, launched the website that I've been talking about. So just head over to www.lisalewiscompany.com and check out all of the latest and greatest that's going on with our company. And also we have a form on there that if you'd like to get in touch with us in order for us to um, 
have a free consultation with you to see if we are the right company to host your next event, to help you plan your next event, then please fill out that form. Uh, 30 minutes of the consultation um, is, is free uh, to you. And then in that time, we should be able to figure out if we are a good match to uh, work with your company. And if not, I can also refer you or, uh, you know, I can refer you to someone. I have so many people in the business. So um, if I'm not the right person, then of course we want to make sure that we connect you with the right person. Well, stay tuned to the Lisa Lewis show here on TokiNet Radio. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and we'll be right back after this short break. It's finally here. Real music and real ministry is back. Back. Inside Gospel Live. South by Southwest. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Frankie Wilson, host of Inside Gospel, inviting you to join me March 16th at the George Carver Museum for Inside Gospel Live South by Southwest. It's our five-year anniversary, and we're going to be honoring people that are members of this community, giving you incredible music, entertainment, family, fun. I do not want you to miss it. Check out the lineup for this year. Ethan Hicks. Tyro the Epic, the Bad, Kara Nicole, Austin, Kojic, Mass Quiet, Kayla Freeman, and many more. I'm bringing back some of your favorites and some new ones, but I promise are going to blow you away. It's Inside Gospel Live, South by Southwest, March 16th at the George Carver Museum, 7 p.m. Do not miss it. Check out InsideGospelLive.com to RSVP your seat for free, and I'll see you there. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. all of my 
online movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the doubt here on the Lisa Lewis Show on TobyNet Radio. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today we are talking about how to manage your business. So if you're just tuning in, we have already covered um, identifying and selling to your most valuable customers, the benefits of understanding your customers, learn about your customers, make customer information available. And now we are going to talk about um, how to analyze your customers. Uh, the right information will let you build up a useful profile of your customers. This typically includes the following, who they are, the age and gender of individual consumers or industry and business size for corporate customers, what they think and believe, what interests them and their opinion of you and your product, their purchasing behavior, which products they buy, where they buy them, when and how they pay. Profiling your customers in this way helps you group them into different segments, each of which can be approached separately. For example, you might produce customized products or services for different segments. You can also focus the way you market to different groups of customers. Um, and then so you can uh, you know, you can Google how uh, how to group customers into different uh, segments based on your industry uh, that you're in, the market that you're in. And also you can use specific IT software to help you collect and analyze your data. For example, linking customer records to your accounting system makes it easier to see how profitable different customers are. And also, I wanted to um, say about my experience with customers as an entrepreneur. You know, we're in business um, in order to help others. I, oh, I've heard the saying, well, we're in business for ourselves, but not by ourselves. But I'm in business for the business of others. I provide a platform. Lisa Lewis Company is a media because I'm a radio personality, and also it is a special events planning company. If you have any kind of event, I call it special events. It could be something like corporate meetings. It could be a Super Bowl party. It could be, um, you know, a bachelor party, a bachelorette party. Uh, it could be a concert. So this year, our word is diversity. So I am diversifying. Uh, I'll be doing a concert, and you can check it out at lisalewiscompany.com um, for Easter, something that I didn't think I'd do. So I'll be doing a concert, and then I have a hair and fashion show coming up in July, and also then I have a uh, bike show, a biker show, hog, <laughs> whatever your language is for it, Harley Davidson, whatever it is. We're having a bike show this summer before school starts back. And all of this, we give 10% back and um, to a worthy cause, to our charity of cause. And right now, it's uh, charities that involve cancer. And so I say that to say that you don't have to work with just anybody. We all have choices. Even Jesus Christ gives us choices. He doesn't make us go either way. Oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. He gives us free will and choices. And so, it, you know, use those in order to find the right customers 
for your business. Not, I have found personally that not all customers are good customers. If they are combative, if everything revolves around them, if every, if the way I have my business set up, it needs to always alter for them. And I don't mean, you know, simple common sense things. I mean, they're, they're downright difficult uh, to deal with. Then those are red flags that let you know who this person is. Like Dr. Maya Angelou always said, uh, you know, you might not remember what people said. You might not remember uh, where you were, but you'll always remember how they made you feel. And your gut is there for a reason. And some people you're just like, wow, <laughs> you know, and if they show you who they are. So if they're very difficult, if the way your business is structured, it won't work for them, then that's probably, in my opinion, not the person that you'll want to work with. Um, and I always say that I'll never tell anyone to do something I haven't done or will not do. And I'm walking through this right now. I'm going to have to turn away. And it could be, it could mean hundreds, you know, not hundreds of thousands, but it's a thousands of dollars that I'm going to walk away from because this person has not respected the, the parameters that I've set up for Lisa Lewis company. And, um, at every turn they've been combating. So I'm going to allow them to walk away, <laughs> you know, so I will not be doing business with them. And it was, you know, it was an event for this weekend. And unfortunately, they did not meet the deadline for the um, to get the contract back. Uh, you know, the person kept writing me long, e you know, not emails, but texts about what they were uncomfortable with and that they didn't need me. So I'm like, well, why do you keep contacting me? So when someone says that, look, I don't need you. I can do this by myself. Well, I'm going to give them the opportunity to do just that. And so what I'm saying to you is to be a person of discernment, um, you know, and sometimes you just have to say, you know what, since you feel this way, I, you know, I, you know, I appreciate you bringing this to my attention. And since you feel this way, then my company would not be a good fit for your vision. And so I'm going to step out and let you move forward. Go in peace. And trust me, you will have peace <laughs> not working with difficult people or people who are, you know, who are just prima donnas or narcissists. It's just it's not a good fit for what I do. Um, and another thing with event planning is that I cannot, um, guarantee numbers in a, in a room for you. And to me, if your name doesn't sell, <laughs> then I'm going to have probably a more difficult time getting people in that room because your name doesn't sell. You're not Oprah. You're not Zuck. You're not Tony Robbins. Um, and so we both have, a harder job. And then for those who also say, well, you know, I hired you to do that. I hired you to fill a room. Well, I don't know if nobody knows your name. Um, if you're not willing to invest in yourself and help me promote you and you know, you don't have a large audience base because if we put it out there, Oh, look, such and such is coming. The tickets should be coming in because people, Oh, I know them. 
But if you know nobody knows you, then how difficult do you think it'll be for my company to try to educate people on about you and get them in to a room? So I don't have the magic key because if I knew the magic number for for numbers, you know, perhaps I'd play the lottery. I don't play the lottery because I don't know the numbers <laughs> and I'm not willing to gamble my money away like that. But trust me, if I knew the numbers, Lisa would be a zillionaire because I would have all the right numbers that I could, you know, get the right people at the right places in order to get all of their, you know, in order to get money. And I would be a zillionaire. So just keep that in mind. So when people have those unrealistic expectations of what it is that your company can do, don't take that on because they're being unrealistic. And in a sense, in a sense, that person is right. As in, if they fill seats, they wouldn't need me. But they're saying, I don't need you. I can fill seats. Well, do that because I've been having a hard time because nobody knows your name. I love that saying because cheers. <laughs> that was one of my favorite sitcoms uh, oh, back in the day. So anyway, so it's harder when, so keep that in mind, everybody who is listening. When nobody knows your name, it's harder for, for you know, for event planners, event coordinators, uh, promoters to get someone to know your name in that short of time span, because look how long Oprah was out. She became a household name, but that took years and years. She was on TV, I think at least 25 years and she's still doing things. So I don't know at which point that people, Oh yeah, Oprah. I don't know, but I can tell you that it was a process. It took time. So if you are, you know, wanting me to, if you're hiring Lisa Lewis company to put on an event and you're one of these so-called gurus and nobody knows your name, just know that I'm going to need more time to plan than three months, six months, even a year. It could take years for us to get everybody to know your name. So just keep that in mind. And so when people have unrealistic expectations, I let them go in peace. So, and I wish them well. And that way that keeps me centered and healthy and focused on the people that I can serve because I am here to be a servant. However, I do not choose to work with people who have unrealistic expectations. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Lisa Lewis show here on TogiNet Radio. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today's topic is how to manage your business. And we have uh, went over um, a lot of things. Uh, some were uh, learn about your customers, make customer information available to your team, analyze your customers. And that's why I stopped to talk about, to tell you about my personal experience that I'm having to walk through now. And, um, and I know I have said before, all money isn't good money, but I, I choose to take that back because when you know better, you should do better. So I take that back that all money isn't good money because money is a tool. Money is not good or bad. It's what people choose to do with that money. So it's the people that are using that instrument that it can turn good or bad. But money is just an instrument, nothing more and nothing yet less. It's a tool in which we use in order to facilitate through this life. So stay tuned to the Lisa Lewis Show. And after the break, we will talk more about how to manage your business. 
Thank you for listening. to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction value. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show on Toginet Radio. And I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. Today, we are talking about how to manage your business and the opinion of Lisa Lewis. And thus far, we have went over how to identify and sell more to your most valuable customers, the benefits of understanding your customers, learn about your customers, Make customer information available to your team and analyze uh, your customers. And now we are going to talk about what makes your customers valuable. Analyzing your customers allows you to identify those who best fit your business priorities. Uh, These will depend on your strategy. For example, if you're launching a new product, your aim might be to build sales as quickly as possible. Whereas if you have cash flow problems, you might value customers who pay quickly. However, most businesses want customers who are as profitable as possible. Customers tend to be more profitable if they buy high margin products, pay full price without negotiating discounts, place a small number of large orders rather than many small orders, do not cancel or amend orders, pay on time without being chased for payment. Oh boy, I could tell you a story on that one. Do not require extensive after-sales service. By analyzing your records, you can assess how profitable each customer is. In some businesses, just a few customers are responsible for almost all the profits. Some of your largest customers might be among your least profitable. You may even find that there are some customers you would be better off without. And 
that's what we were just talking about before the break was uh, identifying those customers that are hard to get along with. You always have to bend your rules and regulations and policies of your company um, for things to, you know, in order to do business with them. Um, they are slow payers. You know, I recently had someone who waited a hundred days to pay me. I do this for a business. This is, you know, I do this to make, a, you know, to acquire a living. You know, this is my God-given talent. I don't do this for, you know, for charity. I give, I do this so I can make more than enough. Remember, I always have said that you give from your overflow. So I do this so I can make overflow. And from that overflow, I have my own charities that I choose to give to. I do not choose to give charity to people that are doing business with me and just won't pay me. And then I'm chasing them. I'm feeling bad for having to call you. I feel you know, like I'm policing you. I feel like a, you know, um, who are those people that call people who don't do their credit cards and things. I feel like I'm one of those people and I don't want a bill collector and I don't want to be in that position. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. And so those type of customers, they're showing you who they are. So believe them the first time. And if that's something that you want to, that brings joy to your life, that fulfills you, then by all means continue with those kind of clients. But in my opinion, it does not work for my stability or peace of mind, and it does not work for my bottom line. So therefore, I choose to no longer do business with those type of customers. And those type of customers seem to be the ones, in my experience, that are the ones that are most difficult to work with. You know, they're all into themselves. They claim to be fair. They tell not truths to people and they do everything they can for the buck, but yet they will not be fair and pay their debtors. So for that reason, I choose not to do business with them and I eliminate them from my database. And yes, I do have a database. <laughs> so um, you should also try to look ahead. For example, a business customer that is expanding might become more profitable for you in the future. It's important to anticipate changes and how they might affect different customers because no one customer is the same. So if they are profitable, if they do repeat business with you, if they are honorable, a man and or a woman of their word, then I do business with those individuals. Next on the list is enhance the customer experience. Looking after your customers helps build customer loyalty. Selling more to existing customers can be far more cost-effective and profitable than finding new ones. However, you will still need to divide your time up between finding new customers and selling more to existing ones depending on your business. Focus on your most valuable customers. Tailor your products and services to meet their specific requirements. If a customer prefers delivery before noon, organize your delivery schedule to make sure that happens. Don't stretch yourself too thin. Make sure enough time is given to managing each of your key accounts. Identify and resolve problems quickly. It is better to under-promise and over-deliver but make sure you always live up to your promises. And I cannot stress that enough. And that's what I was talking about earlier. I'd rather 
underpromise and overdeliver than take on all of these extra things that I know is not in my business plan or it's not within my um, expertise to do these things. Um, I'd rather just say, again, let you go in peace. I, you know, those are services that we have not uh, acquired yet. However, let me refer you to this person or this person, or I, you know, at this time I don't have any referrals, but go ahead and look up someone else, Google someone else, or maybe ask a, another colleague who is in the industry to refer you to someone because, you know, I, what you're asking of my company, I, it's not something that I'm comfortable with saying yes to because we simply don't do that. And it's okay to say no. No is a complete sentence. <laughs> and, you know, even babies get no. So, you know, as their little toddlers are walking around, you say no, and they stop and look at you. They might try to go back and do it, but they're aware of that word no. It's very powerful. So, you know, try using that word more. And it'll bring you more peace of mind and clarity and also the ability to work on those accounts or those things that are key to you and the prosperity of your business. Um, keep in touch. Let them know when service contracts need to be renewed or when better deals become available. Build personal relationships with key decision makers. Consider offering preferential terms. For example, a bulk discount. Or again, if they have a specific time that they receive deliveries, make that happen for them. Those are, those are things that are within your power to do. Uh, if they want it, if it's on the weekend and you can have it delivered to their home, or if you're in the area and you can personally deliver it to their home, it's key things like that. On their company's anniversary, uh, you know, send them something and if it's not in your budget, there's, you know, it'll take a little time, but you can send them a handwritten note. People still like to get those, and those are so far and few in between. Um, you know, so it's based on your budget. If you can't do anything but do a note, that's more than enough. You took time, it was thought out, and you handwritten it. It that means a lot to me when I get those, and I say, "Oh my God, you know, um, Susie thought so much of me to write this, or you know, Chad thought so much of me to sit down and write this, and it was focused def for me, and that makes me feel good when I get those kind of personalized um, notes or or you know gifts or things like that um, from a, a you know from a customer that was pleased with my services." Uh, technology can help you improve the service you offer. For example, you might be able to let customers track deliveries through your delivery company's website. You can use your website to provide useful information, such as product details or instruction manuals. Also, ensure that staff are given adequate customer service training. They can make or break your reputation with customers. And this is so true because in my personal experience, when I went to, and I won't say the name, but when I went to, you know, big companies where, you know, it costs zillions of dollars to get their product. And then you speak to someone and they have no authority. It's like, why are they here? You know, your front man or your front woman should have some authority or make it appear as so. 
listen, you know, give them some type of power. Um, that way your customer doesn't walk away dissatisfied and basically just getting your product because, oh, well, it's a well-known product and, you know, let's just get this over with and, you know, but they didn't, but they didn't have a great experience. They're doing it because they feel like they have no other choice or they're running out of time or they have spent so many years with you. The, they feel the complication of going elsewhere is even greater than the pain they're feeling. But you want people to have a pleasant experience. That way they'll continue to come back and spend money with you, not out of regret, but because they're loyal to you. And they'll also give you referrals. There's nothing like someone who can give a great referral instead instead of a bad referral. Oh, you know, I went to this place. I had this kind of experience. You know, I was on in line or whatever for 45 minutes. And when I get up to the to the counter, the person there still didn't know, you know, anything. And it's just a very unpleasant experience. And they're doing it out of, they feel they have to do it, not because they want to do it. And again, I want to work with the willing. <laughs> I want to work with um, only qualified people, OQP, only qualified people. It all leads back to that. So when you don't have quality people, then it's a choice that you have to make. And I know sometimes it can be difficult, but trust me, save your sanity, save your peace of mind, save your integrity, and just let those people go because they're probably not going to change. Because, you know, most times, you know, people I've been working with are older than I am. And I just think to myself, if more than anything, I feel a bit sorry for them. And, you know, when it comes to me, I just say a little prayer for them. And so, but anyway, be a person of a quality person and only work with quality people if and when you can. And, you know, I know we all have choices and we all have to pay bills, but when it, when you can only work with quality people. Uh, I appreciate all of your feedback. Please get in touch with me. You can reach me at area code 210-240-8845. I do answer my own phones. Uh, and if I'm not available, leave me a detailed message and I will return the call. Also, you can shoot me an email with all of your concerns and all of your feedback. I love getting positive feedback, people. Uh, you can email me at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. And today's blog, yay! Oh. LisaLewisCompany.com website. So go over there and see it. My person, thank you so much to J.R. Glasgow for doing my website and being my webman. So uh, stay tuned and we'll be back with more on the Lisa Lewis Show. Austin, Texas. Right. It's finally All here. Right. Real music and real ministry is back, back. back. Inside, Inside Gospel, Gospel Live. Live. 
South by Southwest. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Frankie Wilson, host of Inside Gospel, inviting you to join me March 16th at the George Carver Museum for Inside Gospel Live South by Southwest. It's our five-year anniversary, and we're going to be honoring people that are members of this community, giving you incredible music, entertainment, family, fun. I do not want you to miss it. Check out the lineup for this year. Ethan Hicks. Tyrone Epic, the Bad, Kara Nicole, Austin, Kojic, Mass Quiet, Kayla Freeman, and many more. I'm bringing back some of your favorites and some new ones, but I promise are going to blow you away. It's Inside Gospel Live, South by Southwest, March 16th at the George Carver Museum, 7 p.m. Do not miss it. Check out InsideGospelLive.com to RSVP your seat for free, and I'll see you there. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on Coconut Radio. You are listening to the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. Today, we've been having so much fun talking about the topic, how to manage your business and the opinion of Lisa Lewis. <laughs> and I do a lot of my research, and I read a lot, and I love reading books and magazines such as Success, such as Inc., Entrepreneur, um, Bloomberg, Weekly, uh, Business Weekly, sorry, uh, Forbes, just all of the different magazines. I love staying uh, connected to people who are actually doing business. And that's how you can learn by, you know, gleaning from people that are actually doing that, which you are doing and doing it on a bigger scale. <laughs> and those that perhaps are doing something that you have never done and you're going to step out today and do it. So look up whoever your uh, mentor or entrepreneur of choice is and look into what they do to be successful every day and think and then on it and then implement those things which you know fits within your what it is you want to do and fits within your character and um, you know uh, your resolve and your ethics and all of that. So, like I said, we're talking about how to manage your business. And we started out with identifying and selling more to your most valuable customers. We talked about the benefits of understanding your customers. We spoke about learn about your customers. We talked on make customer information available to your team. We talked about analyze 
your customers. Um, we talked about what makes your customers valuable. And now I want to speak on enhancing customer experience. Looking after your customers uh, helps build customer loyalty. Selling more to existing customers can be far more cost-effective and profitable than finding uh, new ones. And so what we had talked about was that we want to keep in touch with them. We want to build personal relationships with key decision makers. And we want to consider doing things for them like bulk discount or delivering to their home or office. So next, market more effective. The more you know about customers, the more effectively you can market to them. Understanding your customers lets you tailor your marketing to different segments. You can ensure each customer gets the right marketing messages at the right time. Advertising and other promotions can be more effective if they are targeted. This also affects the type of media you use. For example, if you market to 15 to 24-year-olds, you might consider marketing via text messaging using viral emails or by sponsoring music events. Viral marketing or refer a friend email campaigns allow people to forward on promotional emails to friends, thereby increasing market reach for your business. But remember, you must comply with privacy and e-commerce rules for emails and texting. You can also sell more effectively. Understanding your customers helps you see which of their needs your product can satisfy. You may, for example, be able to upsell, explaining why a higher priced product would suit them better. You may also find opportunities to cross-sell other products that fit their profile. For example, if you know why they are buying a particular product, you can tell which other products they may also need. Technology can help automate some of these processes. For example, you can set up different mail shots or emails to go to different customer segments. E-commerce software can allow you to offer discounts to particular customer groups or send selected customers e-coupons to use in your online store. An important part of effective marketing is customer service. So I can not stress that enough. We were talking about that earlier. Remember about customer service and how important it is um, to provide customer service. Uh, you know, not only are they buying your product, but what if they need something after the product has been sold? You know, how if it's a damaged product? What type of customer service do you have in place and ready to implement? Uh, is your team on board with customer service? I suggest having a customer service, if you have a team of two or more, having a customer service and you're selling a lot of volume, uh, perhaps having customer service meetings once a week, you know, and if you're very busy, those customer service call uh, might transfer and hopefully will transfer to having a little customer service meeting every day. Um, so it just depends on the volume and what it is that you're selling um, and 
uh, how many customers you have in your database that you're actually servicing. Because a lot of times people have a huge database, but those customers are, you know, they're simply not biting. <laughs> the fish is not taking the bait for whatever those reasons are. And so it's interesting because I've come across a lot of people who boast about, oh, I have such a huge, you know, database. How huge is your database? Well, it doesn't matter if my database is 10 people, but out of 10, eight consistently buys and you have a database of 10,000 and only two, you know, maybe two people buy or five people buy, then, you know, which is which, which is better. Um, so it just depends. And, you know, for all of these people who have such a big database, then your database alone should be able to sell, you know, seats or tickets to whatever event that you're sponsoring because you have such a big database. You know, you've been at this for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And so, of course, your database would be bigger than someone uh, like myself who's going into my second year of owning Lisa Lewis Company. So it just depends. And I have worked with people who uh, net worth is in excess of 160 million. So they are truly multimillionaires and they know the importance of making it a joint venture to promote that they're coming to a said event. <laughs> you know, why get, you know, if you know that you have a database and you've been doing this for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, why wouldn't you share with your database, I'm going to be at this event, I'm going to be speaking, please buy tickets. That helps you and it also helps um, the person that is trying to help you because not everybody knows everybody. Um, I'm sure there might be some people who, know, who may not know Warren Buffett or there may be some people who don't know Zuck. So it just depends. Not everybody knows your name. So it is a win-win when you, um, you know, when you acquire someone to do an event for you that you let your database know um, of 20, 30, 40, 50 years, 60 years that you are going to be doing this set event in this location, at this location, in this city and, and state, at what time and where is the link in order to buy the tickets because you want them to come, you want them to support you, they're in your database, I'm sure they're not buying from you all the time, and so you want to let them know what is the next best fabulous thing that you're doing that they should buy into. Because some people have just been taking up space in your database. They're not buying consistently. So really your database is dead. So revive your database by sending out email blasts, by letting people know on your social media who follow you, um, uh, whatever social media platform that may be, look, I'm doing this event. And it doesn't matter. It's a win-win for both um, so we don't have to, a lot of people, uh, they're so concerned about the pennies that they can't make dollars. And so that's how I present it to my eight year old son, Jack, who you hear on the commercial. <laughs> uh, I let him know, don't be, you know, every penny counts, but don't be over concerned about a penny that you can't make a dollar. Yes. When we see a penny on the floor, we kick it up because I tell him, son, a penny 
saved is a penny earned. It wasn't even your penny, and look at what you earned today. <laughs> so uh, when we see a penny, a nickel, dime, whatever it is, we pick it up. And I'm like, look, that was money that you didn't have to work for, but just by being observant, you were able to earn something somebody else lost. So, um, but anyway, in the event business, it is best that when you can get people who know the importance that they need to promote themselves as well. And if they don't want to give you access to their database, that at least they use their database and say, look, I'm going to be doing this. It's going to be here. Uh, support me by coming out to, to this event. Uh, so the last on my list is find new customers. Understanding who your most valuable customers are helps Focus your efforts to find new customers. Often the most effective approach is to look for similar prospects. At the same time, diversification is important. It's risky relying too heavily on just a few key customers. Even if you have many customers, it's risky if they are all too similar. A change in circumstances could mean that all of them reduce their purchases at the same time. For example, if your three largest customers are based in the U.S., a change in the exchange rate could see them drastically reduce their um, orders. As markets change, you should regularly review your marketing strategy. Particular market segments may become less profitable as competition increases. Customers' requirements may change, for example, as individual consumers become older. Continually review how valuable your existing customers are. Over time, customers who used to be highly profitable might, highly profitable might demand lower prices. Other customers may increase their turnover with you as they grow. So keep an eye on customers' future potential as well. It may be worth nurturing a relationship with a small customer with high growth potential. Working with your customers can also help you identify ways to develop new and improved products. So thank you so much for joining the Lisa Lewis Show today on how to manage your business. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and I remember when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and in.